Hey, babes. I am your host, Christina Catherine McGinnis, a recent college graduate who is just trying to figure her shit out. In the Bottled Blonde podcast, we are talking lots of booze with a new drinking word every week, dishing on our latest dating adventures, diving into work hacks, and the best hashtag self-care tips around. This is a place for all babes to come and chat about the millennial four pillars, booze, boys, business, and beauty. Come with a glass of champs and get ready to laugh, learn, and have a happy hour with your blonde digital BFF. Let's celebrate not having it all together, but having a good fucking time while we're at it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts every Thursday. Cheers. Hello, TBB babes. I am your host, Christina Catherine McGinnis, the founder of KCM Connect, the blog, ChristinaMcGinnis.com, and the podcast you're currently listening to, The Bottled Blonde. Me and the mans are snuggled up in bed eating some Lay's and Godiva chocolates. I am currently nursing a eye infection. You're doing a good job nursing. I I think you should have just gone to med school. Honestly, pretty much at this point. So we are feeling a little under the weather. I just popped a Benadryl and my ass will be knocked out here in a few minutes. So nothing too wild happening on this side of the world. So let's just jump right into this week's episode with Tati. Today's drinking word is going to be TikTok because we're chatting all things TikTok with Tati. I cannot wait. She's close to 2 million followers and she's been extremely successful as a photographer as well as a model. And she photographs some of the hugest celebrities and she's really, really good friends with Chase Hudson. There's so much that we dive into in this episode. Why her bio says tag me or die. The story behind that. And then also a little bit about self-growth during quarantine. So should be fantastic. Let's dive on in. Hello, TBB babes. Today we have our very special guest, Tati, which I first I was like, crap, I'm going to butcher her name, but we ended up getting it. And I am so pumped to talk to her all about mental health, anxiety, TikTok, the whole bit. We're just going into everything. So thank you so much for coming and hanging with the TBB babes. Thank you. What's up, gamers? It's Illumitati here. We're in for a wild ride. It's going to be a good, we're, we're getting it rocking this Thursday. We're, we're every, everything sure. about, we're, we're going to talk all things mental health. But before that, I want for all the TBB babes who do not know you, have not followed you. One of your videos came up for me, literally, I think like four months ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I saved it. And I was like, this is amazing. For everyone who doesn't know your story, give a little backstory on you and how you came to TikTok and and everything. Photography, there's just, there's so much. All right. It's a weird, wacky and incredible story, but I'll try and give you the Spark Notes version as much as possible because honestly, the way that I got into this world of social media and photography is quite unconventional. So I would, I would say like the starting point of my like interest in digital media would be like in middle school when I was like on student leadership and I would make these stupid little videos. And then high school came around and I started making more and more videos. And then I started taking photos of concerts because I was super into EDM and I became a concert photographer. And then 
I was doing that up until college. And I was like taking a couple portraits of my friends here and there. At the time, my cousin was dating one of the members of the vlog squad. And so I was hanging around like some pretty awesome social media people. And one day I took a photo of a couple of them while we were all at Coachella. And my Instagram started gaining followers super rapidly. And I was like, so why is this happening? And I didn't realize that like when you are a social media photographer and you take photos of people that are internet famous, they all kind of like translate to your page. At the time, I had no idea who Bryant was or any of that kind of jazz. So I was just kind of like, I'm here and I'm going to take pictures of people with followers. <laughs> Not sure what to do. But I didn't really start taking that seriously until I lost my job. I was just in, school, just in college as a concert photographer. I was also doing sports and I actually got injured my first week. So I went having to quit sports. So I was getting a little bit more and more into photography. And then COVID happened, lost my job as a concert photographer for obvious reasons. And so I started taking like a lot of self-portraits and I started making TikToks. And previously I'd been like to the Hype House a couple of times, just like done some casual stuff, met some really awesome people. And then during COVID, I just started pushing out a ton of content and started teaching myself how to do studio photography. And then it kind of went crazy over the summer as things started opening back up. It was actually like a year ago, like a week ago, that it was my first time in the studio taking photos, which is kind of crazy if you think about how rapidly my career has shot up. I am incredibly grateful. So that's kind of like the smart notes of how I exist here. <laughs> no, I love that. You vlog? No, I don't know. I'm just kind of here. <laughs> no, I think that it's so inspiring too to see like how quickly things can change. And in a year, like, I think a lot of people think, wow, like, you know, that person blew up overnight or something, but there's so much that goes into the background of TikTok of, you know, you coming to be where you're at and how many kind of like little pebbles led you to where you're at now. So I think it's amazing. And it's also so inspirational for people who want to make a shift or change in their lives. So I love it. I think that that's freaking awesome. So you, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> and it's, it's, what was kind of the biggest change and switch for you from going like you just starting TikTok to then blowing up to 2 million followers? What did you have like a whoa moment? I would say it was around the time that I just started like pushing out content of like my daily vlogs. People were like really intrigued by my life and I didn't realize how interesting my world was to people until they were like, whoa, you did this in, in a day? You did that in a day? And I was like, I mean, yeah, isn't that what everyone does? And I had no idea that like, that like what I was doing was so unique in a sense. Yeah. Well, and to I, people, I freaking love vlogs. I think that it's so cool to see people's day-to-days because everyone is so different. You just assume you're like, oh, my life, like it seems pretty normal to you. Yeah. But I think when yeah. everyone probably saw, it, especially when you have like celebrities or different like people in there, people are like, whoa, how are you friends with them? So yeah. <laughs> your first celebrity you had in front of your camera. I can't really differentiate between social media star and celebrity. It's, it's a bit difficult at this point. But I would say like the turning point was when I met Chase Hudson. He's really awesome. He's one of my best friends now. But when I first started photographing him, it was shortly after July 6th, if anyone is understanding my social media reference here. (laughs) So the internet was kind of like down on him. And I was like, oh, this kid's a nice kid. Why is everybody being so mean to him? So I started shooting him. And, 
he at the time he was starting to get into his music stuff and like i don't know it all just kind of like went up at the same time i mean he's he i have i have to thank him a lot for you know helping me get some of these opportunities and stuff and he's honestly such a great friend so what have you learned from someone like chase hudson and what do you think makes them so successful i mean he has an incredible drive honestly like he works really really hard and he knows what he wants so i would say just just having direction is really important and not giving a shit what anyone else has to say yeah he's got he's got hundreds of millions of people in his ear telling him xyz this that and like trying to bring him down but like he's a like at his at his core he's a really good human really awesome person and you know what it, be unbothered yeah be, honestly that's a great quote that might be like the quote for the whole podcast I, <laughs> that mentality too when you're able to stop listening to the noise that's you've just got to put like your head down and be like okay clearly people are here for a reason like i've got something special i feel like there's anyone right now that you've seen that's like up on the rise that hasn't hit yet that you're like they're gonna they're gonna hit really hard i think that troy zarbra or or troy zarbra or or whoa whoa his name is zarbra on social (laughs) media but his last name is zarbra he's got some really awesome music coming out and like honestly i'm shocked with how awesome his voice is because he hasn't shared it on social media before and then obviously i am very proud of my besties bella porch and danny who is also known as suburban they're fucking killing it with build a bitch right now and i can't wait to see what they come out with together Woohoo! i'm so excited i love music so i'll totally have to check them out that sounds amazing like for people who want to be in like photography what would be the first things that they would do because i think a lot of times it may be just you picking up a camera but i feel like you have such a great style and and it's very unique in a sense that like when you look at your photos, you know who they come from. How do you feel like people who want to get into photography, how do they do that? Like, what's the starting? How do you start doing that? Take photos. Like, I know this is a weird thing to say, but like, you're never going to get anywhere if you don't do it. So I would say just pick up your camera and start taking photos of everything and anything. And honestly, I'll be honest, I'm still at the beginning of my career. So I'm not entitled to give anybody like really good advice yet. And honestly, like I have so many photographers and lighting assistants around me that humble me on a daily basis. So advice coming from me would just be pick up the camera, like take photos and my style is still developing too. So, I mean, it takes forever to come up with a style or you never, or you'll never find your style and that's completely okay too. So long as you're making the work you want to make. Yeah. And just keep evolving. What, where yeah. did you learn some of your skills from? Was it online, like an online platform like YouTube? Where did you go to figure out even the basics or like, okay, I'm really liking this? Was there someone you had as a mentor? A lot of trial and error, like a lot of trial and error. And when I couldn't figure anything out, I would go to the internet. And I would say in the beginning, I had a friend group of photographers. We're still pretty close now, but obviously we're all extremely busy because our careers kind of happen at the same time. So we talk a lot less now. I still love them to death. But my friend Derek Harris, he's kind of known for taking photos of strangers on TikTok. Uh He taught me a lot. And then my friend Khalil Deterra, he's a videographer. He taught me a lot. But just, you know, bouncing off of other photographers and talking to people that were better than me. The way that I say that sounds weird, but just more experienced and like more understanding and educated. Mm -hmm. They definitely taught me like some tips and tricks along the way. And then I just kind of became like a patchwork quilt of everything around me. 
you know, that's in the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way. Honestly, it's like the sponge. Like you just yeah. have all the information and then you sort through what works for you. Like I feel like talking to a million people is freaking awesome. And then do your own damn research. Like yeah, absolutely. anything that I've done is like, I've gone to people that are mentors and then taken notes and then been like, okay, maybe I didn't understand that. Or, Hey, that was a freaking awesome idea. Like let's go grab a book or go to YouTube. Like I feel like people don't realize like at the stage of life we're in, there's so much freaking knowledge that you can find. There's literally something you can learn from anyone. There's something to be learned from anyone. And I think that you are incredibly entitled if you don't think so. Like a conversation is worthwhile with anybody around if you want to learn anything. I loved in an interview, you said that you convinced people you were somebody when you were nobody. How yeah. did you, and I thought that that was such a, like such a key line. It's almost like fake it till you make it. But how did yeah. you, how exactly did you do that? So that quote was in reference to Playlist Live. So if you don't know what Playlist Live is, it's a convention where a bunch of internet people, so TikTokers, YouTubers, Instagram models go to meet up and meet their fans and network with each other and listen to like panels and stuff. And so I came as part of a charity group that I was working for called Bad Dancers Only. Shout out to the Bad Dancers Only. They uh, (laughs) help with mental health awareness in teens across the U.S. Really awesome people. Also, my best friends run the charity. And I didn't think that they would be my best friends, but now they're my best friends. (laughs) I was at Playlist Live and there's this place called the TikTok Lounge where all the TikTokers would go and come together, take a break from the day so they wouldn't be like mobbed by fans. And so I thought to myself, I was like, if I can get a camera in there, think of all the people I could take photos of. And so I was like, well, and I went up to the security guard and mind you, I'm six two. So I'm like already like, I I was like, all right, I got to use that to my advantage here and act like I'm important. So I came over, put on like this fake Louis Vuitton jacket and like had sunglasses on and just completely like haggled with the guy I guess to give me a wristband I was like hey I actually have like a couple million followers and I think my manager messed up the thing like I'm supposed to have a wristband all my friends are in there like and I had a couple friends at the time that were like pretty up there so like I was like yeah here's Addison and I like Addison Ray and I in a photo like like just completely schmoozed them like until they gave me a wristband and so they gave me a wristband and I went in there and I just made friends with everybody manageable and took photos of them and then got all their contact information. And then when we all came back to LA, then I started like hitting them all up and stuff. So yeah. That's freaking amazing. Honestly, that's so smart though, too, especially if you do have connects or you're needing to get in somewhere. Sometimes I was chatting with someone all about this on how to like schmooze your way into events, especially if you don't have tickets like the Oscars or whatever. Like they say, literally act like you are on the list and pretend you're on the list. Be like, no, 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 no. I'm on there. Like make yourself a big deal. And chances are they're going to let you in. Like at one point. The best part was I didn't even have to ask him for the wristband he just assumed he just assumed so you sell that shit but you don't ask for anything once you start asking and begging that's when your like facade goes away because if you're really that important you don't have to ask for anything that is oh i like this that's a good hack that's a good tip in one of your videos too because you just brought up mental health and i definitely want to talk about that in the podcast you talk about having just issues socializing and anxiety in a weird way, did social media help you overcome your issues with 
kind of that overall kind of, I don't know, being in the social aspect. Cause I've had social anxiety where you go in and you're like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be here or you're thinking about an event or something along those lines. Did social media help you in a way? I'm trying to think of which video you're referencing. Gosh, we could pull it up. There was one like really one that really blew up and I had saved. It was talking about you overcoming those issues and and the anxiety to socialize. I'm trying to think of what exactly that was like the gist of the whole video. So when I was a lot younger, I had severe anxiety to the point that I in middle school, I actually sent myself into shock from an anxiety attack while I was in school and I had to have an ambulance come and get me. So I had the most heartbreaking, soul-crushing anxiety as a kid growing up to the point that I just didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to talk to people my age at all in the slightest, but I was okay with talking to adults, the strangest dynamic. And so I think that forcing yourself to have hard conversations and forcing yourself into social situations that you hate is the only way that you're going to learn how to cope with them and how to like deal with it. And so I would say just training yourself into it. Like there's a lot of times where I will walk into a content house and I'll think to myself, I don't know if I want to be here right now because it's just too much happening and it's not my vibe. But I just think to myself, like, you know what? It's really not that big of a deal. Like if I make a fool of myself here, they're all going to forget about it in 15 minutes because people care a lot less than you think. And so I just walk in there and I'm like, well, I'm here, I guess. And let's just be friends with everybody. Let's just be nice. You know, start up a conversation and, you know, pick a person in the room that you feel like you'd be comfy with, introduce yourself and ask them what their favorite color is. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think it can be as simple as that. As funny. Yeah, it honestly is. You would be surprised like how often I just like I just go up to people and ask them what their favorite color is. And all of a sudden it starts like like I've met best friends that way. It's crazy. Yeah. Just Just go out of your way and like ask people how they're doing. Even like on, yeah, even on social media, one of my best friends literally slid in my DMs and was like, you're cute. Let's get coffee. <laughs> and lo and behold, like eight years later, we are still best friends. And we literally like, met because of that DM. A great, a great way to look at it too, is like when you're walking down the street and a stranger compliments your outfit, like think of how that makes your day. Like be that person. You want to be that person that's just so unapologetically nice to other people it's it's really fulfilling and it's not for yourself either it's like if you genuinely feel like oh my gosh this person looks so cool tell them why are you keeping that to yourself tell them it would make their day (laughs) honestly you do make their day and I even I've done that even on Instagram too if I've seen someone is having a hard time or they look super cute or whatever that is you'd be surprised people are like that literally made my entire day I really needed that moment and especially content creators in a way like with the amount of content that people are producing and stuff, they're not having that video could have been made three weeks ago. You have no idea. Like they may look great in that, but they may be having a really off or shitty day that day. And that comment could, could completely change that. Absolutely. What was your kind of most surprising celebrity or TikTok star kind of people in the social media realm that you met and was just totally off from maybe what you saw on social? I mean, in general, in general, like I'd say that everybody is kind of like, kind of like once removed from the image that they put out on social media. Mm -hmm. So like there's a lot of aspects that they, that they display online that they mimic in real life. 
but it's not necessarily like their entire personality is intertwined with it. That being said, everybody that I've met so far has been extremely nice. And, you know, they're quirky too, because we're internet famous kids. Like, of course, we're internet famous for a reason. Sometimes we're like really fucking weird. <laughs> and we're fully aware of that. But that's why we all, that's why I think all of us in this community get along so nicely. However, there have been a couple run-ins where I've been like, hmm, I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with the type of people that do blow up on social media. Like for me personally, when I started doing a lot of stuff on social media, I was posting for validation from strangers and that like reflects a lot of insecurity. And so I think that it's kind of dangerous for such young people to blow up sometimes because it kind of gets to their head. Yeah, I would totally agree that I've seen that even with like some of my friends who are younger, even like one of like my cousin who's 17, like I worry about her being on there and you're comparing, you know, your lives to people who are blowing up and their lives completely change. And there are some people who it is overnight. It's not over a year. It's not over a few years, but it's it's overnight. Yeah. It's it's when within a day they went from not having that same goes with hate. I think the one place that I feel like hate is really surrounded is TikTok for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. YouTube, I feel like has gotten a little nicer in some instances where they feel like they're a little bit more removed from you. But have you experienced anything like on TikTok where there is hate or negative comments? And how did you personally deal with that? On my page, I get it like very rarely because my, my videos don't generally... They're not opinionated. I'd say it's people that have opinionated videos or people that are like, that are getting canceled for some reason or whatever. But usually like the comments that are like hateful on my page have nothing to do with me. So that's, that's nice to say. And I'd say that my following is pretty, they're, they're looking for like educational content and stuff. So it's not as cutthroat, but in my friend's case scenarios, like I've witnessed like, people being canceled for shit that they didn't do. I've witnessed like a number of things that have been heartbreaking because of what people say online. And people don't realize that we as creators read every single one of our direct messages. I think that like there's a couple direct messages that have ruined my day, quite honestly. Like people will be like, hey, you're a bitch, go fuck yourself in my DM. And I'm like, I'm a photographer like why are you telling me this so I'll just DM back like hey hope you're having a great day and they're like oh my god I didn't think you'd respond and it's like what like people are really weird and that happens more often than not it's really really strange or people there was a show gosh what I can't remember what it was called something about where celebrities or people on the internet would actually go to the people who wrote the comments like years later in person and they'd read it to them it was a hilarious show I can't remember what I oh it was called say it to my face and that's such an interesting concept that people pretty much for the most part, when they're sending those messages, they're looking for a response. They're looking for a rise out of you. It's not necessarily even what they're saying. Like they were probably excited you responded, even though they said something that was awful. I think it's a lot of times like kids, kids that are stuck inside right now, kids that are bored, kids that don't know how to like socialize because they've been locked inside for almost a year or like what, over a year now. So I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get to me as often anymore. Like the person that it does get to is my mom. She'll be like, hey, someone told you to go kill yourself. And I was like, okay, and? <laughs> like, yeah. You end up like creating this really thick skin to where almost nothing phases you. 
Yeah, it doesn't, it's like, I will get like death threats, rape threats, like people telling me to kill myself in my DMs just because I'm friends with somebody. And like, at this point, I'm like, I can't do anything about it. You're not going to do anything about it. Why are we here? Like, it's, it doesn't bug me anymore because you don't, you realize that like their threats hold no actual like substance and you're just kind of, they're just kind of there. It's white noise. Which, yeah. But it's also scary because it becomes white noise that like when people say those types of things, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. To where it should, you know, there are the, obviously those are very serious things, but then yeah. them enough to, you almost become numb to it in a sense yeah. where it doesn't necessarily, there could be a day where it totally like ruins your day. And the next day you could be completely fine with it. And just like, absolutely. And you know that they're saying it because of really stupid stuff. Like, like someone told me to go kill myself because I took a photo of Mads Lewis. It's like, what's your problem with her? And they were like, well, she used a homophobic slur three years ago. I was like, when she was like 13. So you're going to tell me a photographer to kill myself. That makes no sense. And yeah, people brought it out. It's so illogical. There's like nothing makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. With that, what I think is so interesting when you talked about two people creating videos. Wait, sorry. And I just wanted to say, I like kind of bullshitted that story. That story like doesn't make any sense. I can't remember what it was about. So like, don't. Don't go to Mads Lewis and be like, you did this when you were 13. Yeah, yeah. Putting that in there for reference. Yeah, something that, just like an example. It was something, it was like an example. Like it was something she said. I can't remember what it was. It was on TikTok room. If you really want to go find it, you can. But like, it was, it's so under the water. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy too. With with the cancel culture, what are your thoughts and feelings around that whole kind of movement? I think that when you're, giving the power to a bunch of 13 year olds to decide what's what's correct and what isn't like of course there's things that are going to go sideways in the tiktok community because most of the people that are really cutthroat about like about like what other people have said online or like did when they were younger are mostly like 14 year olds that are just (laughs) exactly well and too i think that it's wild like who didn't make a mistake when they were younger like There's so many people that have made so many mistakes when they were younger. The difference is now is everything is online. I mean, I think of every single mistake that I would have made was in a tweet. You know, then you look back, obviously, hopefully you've grown since that instead yeah. of then using that as a place of judgment. Like I feel like for the cancel culture, I think it's ridiculous. There's certain people that obviously need to be held accountable but a Absolutely. lot of the things that people care about are so not important or it's five, 10 years ago to where th- hopefully that they've grown, they should address it. But then also where do we, I think the hardest part is where do you draw the line with the people making, especially fake videos on. Seriously. Also, also, cause what happens a lot of times there's kids that are like 15 years old, that'll get like canceled. And it's like, you're not giving them room to learn as a human being. Like you're not, you're not giving them space to fully develop or like learn about life like a normal person would. Like that's not very fair. Like you should allow a 15 year old to make a mistake. Yeah. And I mean, I sure as hell made some really dumb decisions when I was 15. Fucking crazy. But it really is. Yeah. It's wild. But I, I hope that that's one thing that I really, really pray changes as everyone is just more accepting all around of people's mistakes. Obviously they're held accountable, but then 
you know, from that space, they're like, okay, well, here are resources that you may want to read or, you know, just having that conversation versus like this huge judgmental pattern that I feel like everybody just goes on this mob mentality of hating this person for this thing that they did or maybe didn't do. Mm -hmm. And I think that the conversation's changing as well. I sense that a lot of people are tired of cancel culture. I think people are kind of over it. And it feels like the conversation is going in a different direction, which is nice. And I think that we're all kind of on the same page now that like, it's the internet, like people are people. This is also what happens when you make normal high school students like famous overnight. Like everybody's got their thing. Like it's, it's not like they're Disney kids that were raised on a leash, like, and we're told not to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z all the time. Like these are normal high school kids that you're making famous out of nowhere. Like, of course, they're going to have some shit that they did when they were, like, 13, you know? <laughs> it's insane. Like, oh, it's just so wild. I love in your in your bio, it says, tag me or die. What <laughs> What is the story behind that? So there was a influencer that did not give me photo credits. And I got in a fight with them. And I thought it'd be funny if I put, like, tag me or die in my bio from then on so that, that it would never happen again. Also, because now my followers, anytime like a brand or like fan pages or an influencer forgets to tag me in the image, they'll all just go in and comment, tag me or die, tag me or die, tag me or die. (laughs) Honestly, that's kind of amazing. But like, yeah, that people are now like, um, excuse me, like give her the credit she deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they protect me sometimes (laughs) a little bit too much. You have all the protectors. I love it. Yeah, because some campaigns. Some campaigns that I shoot, they're not required to tag me. But like, if if like I restory like something from a brand that I worked for, like my followers would be like, they didn't tag Louboutati, they didn't tag Louboutati. Well, they weren't required to because they bought the images. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, All right, side note, guys. You're like, like you gotta cool yeah. yeah. Um, you're gonna make me lose me. <laughs> you're gonna be like, excuse me, everyone. I'm gonna need you to all just chill for like just a yeah. few of these. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what's also crazy is you've been as successful as a model. So you've got the photography and the model aspect. Do you prefer being in front of the camera or behind the camera? I like being able to have like the creative direction behind the camera because it gives me a lot more freedom to like compose an image. And then I don't know. I, I, I'm just getting kind of like into modeling again. I did it when I was younger, when I was like 15, 16. And that's when things were like, you know, I was shooting a lot, but I kind of fell out of it for purposes that, well, to put it, to put it quite frankly, like modeling when I was younger, I was, I was too young to be into it. And so I kind of gave myself an eating disorder, but I didn't kind of, I did give myself an eating disorder. So I'm just kind of like easing back into it slowly, but surely. And yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. So especially to, you know, you being able to see that now and then go in with it with a fresh set of eyes and all the things that you've learned to be able to be like, okay, now what are going to be the things that like you look for, you could see in yourself, you know, in the modeling aspect, but I could see, I think it's actually really cool when, when models are photographers, because then you know exactly how the model feels when you're yes, seeing that. It's, you should always know how your model feels. I think that's very important to like, you know, know how, what they feel like, make them comfortable, hype them up. You know, it's really important to also communicate with your models correctly. Never touch your models, never like be too demanding. Like it's really healthy to understand what both sides of the camera feel like. That way 
you're always, you know, hyper aware of what they feel like. Or if you do need to help like reposition them, or if you just can't seem to communicate something properly, always ask for consent just before you touch somebody. Yeah. Just be like, Hey, is this okay? No, I told her. Like, hey, can you mind if I, Mm -hmm. or like, Hey, I'm going to be a little bit invasive here, but like your thing needs to be fixed. Let me just adjust it. And like more, more often than not, they're cool with it because they're models and they're like, Oh yeah, totally for sure. Yeah. They're like, yeah, how about it? What would be something that you personally want to be known for? There's a big one and a little one in my community for my community and just like people I'm around in my day to day. I just want to be known for just being a good person and just trying to be there for everybody and being people's support system. I'd say that's like my little one. And then like my big one for like, in terms of my career and business and stuff, I kind of want to be known as like a creative icon. Ooh, I love that. Oh, I'm here for it. Do you have a book podcast or resource that you love that's brought you a ton of value? Okay, so I have a mentor. His name is Adam Ra- Adam Robinson. He is the most dear heart to me. I love him. He has taught me so much about life. He's seriously a legend. And he has written a couple of books that I recommend everybody goes and reads. I'm not sure if the one that I want to recommend is released yet. So something, a book that he recommended to me that I've been reading right now is called The Iconist. It's like, the i like it's like iconist is really awesome and it it teaches you about how to convey your creative messages effectively really cool also i like the joe rogan podcast because love 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 frenemies i watch frenemies i think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> where can all the tbb babes find you follow you come say hey you can find me at Illumitati on Instagram, Illumitatiana on TikTok. I'm trying to get it changed to Illumitati. And then my Snapchat is in my bio of my TikTok. It is my full name, which is really difficult to spell out and stuff. So if you really want me on Snapchat, you can find it there. Woohoo. Well, TBB babes, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next Thursday. 